Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hi Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend, Kaylee, to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, we hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi, friends. Welcome back. It's been a minute since I've recorded a solo episode, so I'm feeling a little out of sorts with (laughs) recording on my own, but I wanted to hop on and have a quick chat around the topics of purpose and cause fatigue, if that's even a phrase, and how to not get overwhelmed with all of the above. This is something that I have been kind of thinking about in my own life a lot and process doing a lot of processing around and... Um, I think this will definitely resonate probably more with people who can feel very multi-passionate or who get overwhelmed at the thought of trying to define what it is that their purpose is or who to most help with their life. And I just have had some different revelations around this that I think have been really helpful for me and that I wanted to share with you all. Um, Especially if maybe you're coming from a faith background where kind of the idea of service and of sacrificing your life for others is is a concept that's been ingrained in you and how I think that sometimes that, that could end up harming us. And obviously, I want to um, dissect that a little bit because I, I don't believe serving others and living a life of service is something bad. If anything, it is incredibly noble, but I think it can get in the way of allowing us to fully step into what it is we're supposed to be doing when it comes from the wrong place or from the wrong motives. So I think this will be a quick little episode and I just wanted to touch on a few different points and then hopefully end with a few practical things that can help maybe hone in your own purpose. And when I say purpose, I don't mean here, I don't mean like your your life vocation or even the things you're supposed to be doing, but um, more so like the ways in which you're called to serve other people or to like your mission in life to help other people. And so that can be tied to your job or it can be things on the side. But I think, you know, for a lot of us, a lot of times we are trying to find ways that we can make a difference in the world and that we can use our life for good. Um, but it can be really tricky to narrow that down, especially in the current stage that we're living in where we have so much access to news and headlines and a constant stream of truly just windows into the suffering of the world, which is a, an amazing thing in some ways of the fact that we're able to bring voices and light to different areas and causes and people who are hurting and who need help. I think that that is amazing and um, is so necessary, but I also think it can end up causing burnout or I, the, I think the phrase is actually like donor fatigue. There's a specific phrase I'm trying to think of there, but donor fatigue is the one that I found that kind of closely, most closely matches this where basically you're bombarded with so many different 
things to give to, whether that's your time or your money, that eventually people just stop giving altogether. And I have really noticed that in my own life. I think um, I'm going to share, well, I'm going to share a couple stories, but in kind of a silly way, I think one way that I've noticed this sort of that like this guilty pressure that I feel in my life or this obligation has to do with with social media and voicing our um like our heartbreak or our disagreement or whatnot with things that are going on in the world and the reason I say that is because I've even had friends say or like basically call people out on social media like I've heard nobody speak up about this and you know um, people are only upset about this cause and what that does and I I get the heart behind that I think that um, I'm going to use an example of um, Notre Dame when that the fire happened um, you know people were posting all their honestly like their vacation photos and I was guilty of that too I don't think that was my heart I truly was like it was so heartbreaking to think of that amazing historical building. I've never experienced something besides 9-11. I haven't experienced something like that in my life where we've seen the destruction of such like an iconic building or um, monument. And so it really struck me, but someone I'd seen someone else kind of say like, well, what there are these other things going on in the world on that same day? Like people were bombed. Um, you know, children were killed, like all these horrific things. And so I got this kind of like pang in my stomach of, oh shoot, that's true. Like that is, that is so sad. And like, that is way worse than a building burning down and not having any deaths be a part of it. And so then I feel this like, okay, well, I want to make sure people know that I'm upset about these things too. And, and then it just becomes this like trying to keep up. Like I, I ask myself the question a lot of like, why do we feel, or why, I guess I can only say it about myself, but why do I feel the need to let people know that I'm upset about a certain thing? Is it because I want them to know that I care about it? Is it because I'm trying to bring attention to it for other people's sake? Um, is it, you know, is it to provide comfort to the people who experience that trauma or that tragedy um, to know that, that other people are with them? I mean, I hope that's, all of those are true in some ways, um, but less so on the caring what other people think about me. But I think where that can cause difficulty is then, I mean, truly, if we were to post something every single time a horrific thing happened in the world, we would never stop. We would never get off Instagram, get off Facebook. Like we would constantly be sharing these horrible things. I mean, even just myself alone with a topic that is really um, like heavy on my heart is uh, mass shootings and gun violence. And so even if I were just to post every single time that there was a shooting, holy cow, I wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, it would just be overwhelming. And so I, I say this because first of all, I want to point out that just because other people aren't vocalizing their thoughts on something does not mean that they are not, that they have not spent the morning sobbing and crying over something that has absolutely devastated them. There's times where I have to completely get off of social media because I'm so overwhelmed by um, how heavy my heart feels for uh, something that's happened or for a certain group of people or for a law that was passed or not passed or whatever that might be. Um, And there's times where I, you know, I donate, well, obviously most of the time behind closed doors or I'm donating to things that people don't see and Um, I'm not saying that I feel people directing comments at me like this. I'm just, I think 
my encouragement is in other for other people just to be reminded that we all have our ways of of coping with things and also of furthering certain causes but the idea is that just because someone isn't sharing about it publicly does not mean that they don't care and how this relates to this topic is that i i think we can become so bombarded and overstimulated with truly the amount of pain in the world that then we we don't even know where to begin or we don't know where to start and i and when we are feeding into what other people are sharing or posting, sometimes that's good. We need activists. We need people to bring attention to certain things. But then we can feel this sort of pressure or obligation to whether it's join in a cause or donate or march or whatever it might be because we see other people doing it or we see our friends doing it or because the church says that this is um, an important cause Um or honestly, we're like guilted into it emotionally. I mean, how many times have you seen like heart wrenching videos, whether it's of animals being abused or um, small children like starving to death um, that you just are like, oh my gosh, I have to give to this. And so I think I had heard one time it's from, um, I think it was Glennon Doyle, who I absolutely love, um, but she talks about like how, how to find your purpose in the world. And the question she says to ask is to figure out what breaks your heart in the world. And I, I do believe that because I think that even in my own life, when I think of the things like, what is it that speaks most closely to my heart or what are the things that have touched my life the most? Um, or what, what would be the help or the care that I could have used, um, either at this stage of my life or earlier in my life. And then how can I be of service to that, to those people, to that, um, cause or whatever that might be. And so I think that it, on the one hand, it is really helpful to ask yourself that question. But the, the thing that I think in this day and age that can be so difficult about that question is that there are probably a million different things that are currently breaking your heart. And, and so when you, and this, I don't think sadness always or sacrifice is the greatest motivator. So that isn't going to be what is going to compel you to be your most full, helpful self. And I, I think the message, um, and I can just speak to my own experience here because, and it's not all the time at the church, but I think that there is this message of, of living a life of sacrifice, um, in order to serve others. And while I do believe that, you know, there's times we do have to give up things that, um, you know, comforts in our own life or certain things that that message can get construed. And when you aren't, if, when your heart like isn't in the right place in that situation, then sacrifice or like almost self-flagellation or feeling guilty and then acting out of that is going to create the wrong type of, of outcome and the wrong type of heart posture. Um, and almost one of like bitterness or resentment and a personal story that I have around that of kind of, um, of something that I struggled around a little bit. And I shared this in the blog post around, um, my trip to Haiti, but I, I did feel very called to go on that trip to Haiti. I, um, there's a cool story around how it had been placed on my heart specifically to go to a birth center, 
um, in Haiti and to serve there. And then how like a year or two later, a, a friend asked me to go on a trip with her to do that very thing. And so I was like, well, that feels very meant to be. And I think I thought that when I was going to go there, I would have maybe some kind of like revelation or that, you know, like, or I don't know that that trip would really speak to me as far as how to, how I should um, be serving other people or as a, an area of life that I would be called to serve in. And it was an incredible trip. I mean, it, you know, it absolutely pushed me. It was physically and emotionally difficult. Um, and, you know, I had never been to a developing country like that before. So, you know, so many different, um, I, I don't know, just a different way of life and inconveniences, um, or, um, it's just not the life that I'm used to. And I felt a lot of guilt for having such a hard time with that. I mean, it wasn't like I was sitting there complaining or crying. Like it, you know, it was, um, I know it was really good for me and I know that things like that provide a lot of perspective. Um, and that I'm not saying to like shut out the suffering of the world or those types of places or those types of people. But I did feel when I came back, as I was kind of asking, um, I was, you know, checking in with myself on that and my inner voice and asking God around like, well, is it even okay to feel like this? Or like, why, like, why isn't my heart being more softened to this? And I really felt this sense of you don't have to be called out of your comfort zone in order to love other people or in order to make a difference to this in this world. Some people will be. Some people are great at that. But and I'm not saying that I'm that's like forever gonna be my story and that I'm not meant to travel to developing countries or help people in that area. But the 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 main thing I got out of it was that I I am not called to serve and save every single person. Um, and I think there's probably people who don't struggle with that at all. But I think for me, like there is this feeling of like, oh my gosh, but there's, you know, these women and these mothers here that need help. And then there's, um, there's children that are dying in school shootings and there are marginalized people over here and there's people that need this. And, and I just can become so scattered as far as the different things in my life that I, I have access to and that I'm seeing and that then I want to help that then I become paralyzed and I don't do much. And so I think the outcome of that has been, and something that I've been really kind of focusing on in my own life and having to release a lot of more guilt that I feel around this because it feels counter cultural counter faith, um, even though I don't think it is. Um, but because of the, like the beliefs and the conditioning I've had from growing up that I think that this concept can be one that, um, I feel nervous to share or that I feel like I'll need to be defensive of. Um, I kind of touched on it, I believe in the episode called you are free to enjoy this life. But I think that what has been so helpful to me has been, to learn to listen to my inner voice. So um, that helps discern like what I'm supposed to be doing at any given moment and who I'm supposed to be, I guess, quote unquote, helping. But um, an example of that would be like when you see a homeless person waiting at a, at a stoplight, I, you know, there's this sense of like, oh, I just feel like I want to give all of the money. Like, I, but then you're also like, 
I don't know, just all the thoughts that run through your mind, like, well, what are they going to use this money for? Like, is that even the most effective thing? Should I just take them out to lunch instead? Should I give them my leftovers? And I, I feel like my mom kind of did this and I've heard other people um, share this too of just like stopping and checking in and saying like is this someone that I that I need to help or is this person put on my heart and um, and knowing that it's okay that not every single person you see is someone that you're gonna um, that is put in your path for a reason that you're supposed to reach out to or give money to but that there are times when maybe you kind of get that sense in yourself of like oh I feel like I'm supposed to say something to this person or I feel like I am supposed to stop or I'm gonna or I'm supposed to give this and I think that that helps to eliminate like when we can clear the noise from our brains and get still um, then we get to tap into like a higher source of of guidance as far as who to serve that's right in front of us at that time or what our next best step would be. And so the instead of going off of the what is the, the thing that breaks my heart in the world, um, which I still do use as a rubric a little bit in, in how I'm um, forming like the things, my project, my passion projects and the, the things that I want to do with my life, but something that I have really been trying to do is, um, is just learning to trust my joy and knowing that it's okay and safe to do that. And also believing that sometimes the most revolutionary and transformative thing that I can do is just to enjoy myself and my life and, um, that it's okay to only transform my own life because that's the only life that I'm truly responsible for. And, there's a lot to that because I think that that might bring up thoughts of like selfishness or self-centeredness um, or materialism or whatever it might be. But I hope that you under like hear my heart in the fact that that is not that is not what I'm saying. I think um, you know we each have so much of our own things going on in life and our own pains and things to process. And if we don't take care of those things or learn how to be still with ourselves and be connected to, um, a higher source and our deep, like inner self and, um, inner voices, then, then, then we're not going to be the best version of ourselves in this world. And so the secret here is that I think when you fully own that, and when you believe that, that that is truly, your only responsibility, then I think that you actually do end up impacting the people around you and the world at large the most. Um, but the, the, sh- the small shift there is that you, you aren't thinking that you have to do all those things or that you're acting out of guilt. It's because you are tapped into your joy, you're tapped into yourself. And the outcome of that is once once you have, you are living this life out of, um, health and wholeness and fullness that that spills out onto the world around you. And sometimes that's just people getting to observe how you're living your life, like, um, and wanting that for themselves. Like, you know, when you can model a life that is, that is peaceful and at ease and is not one of anxiousness, um, that stands out and that's not the norm. And so I think people will want to gravitate towards that. And then also just the impact that your energy has when you are, um, you're living a joyful and peaceful life. Like I just think of like when you're at a store or interacting with, with, um, people at different jobs or whatever it might be when you can bring an attitude and, um, like 
an energy of, of life and joy and fullness, then that, then that emanates into other people. And then that affects their environment as well. And so I, and then too, I think a lot of times that is when we get direction placed on our hearts. Like there's these next steps that are, um, are put in front of us of like, oh, wow, I'm really enjoying doing this one activity or, um, or this is the one thing that like I would love to do if money wasn't an object. And so when we're doing those fun, those things, I think there's a reason why we're given things in life that really light us up and that make us joyful. And so when we allow ourselves to step into that, then we more clearly see what it is that we're actually supposed to be doing with our lives. So yeah, I think that honestly is kind of it. And I, I hope that makes sense. And I didn't talk around in circles too much because sometimes I know I can feel the need to have to like defend or explain certain things. Um, but this truly is a concept that I, has been, you know, like really swirling around in my head and my heart a lot as far as how to be the best um, version of myself and the version of myself that is making the biggest impact on the world. I mean, on the one hand, I'm I'm saying that I believe that the most important thing you can do is is work on um, your own self and following your joy and all that. And the, on the other hand, I believe that I'm called to be a world changer and someone that is going to do really big things in the world. And so I do have to hold those things in tension, but I just think that there is a different way to go about it as far as, um, yeah, not feeling a sense of duty or obligation or feeling confused with um, with guilt or pressure from other people or social media or whatever it might be to do certain things and instead to continue to just listen to yourself and stay kind of in your own um, in your own lane and on your own journey. And so the few just like few takeaways and um, like helpful th- things that have been helpful for me and that I think could be helpful for other people to to just take from this and to do in their own lives would be for starters to just start by spending time alone. I think spending time alone and away from phones and devices is is such a good way to start to just center yourself and to disconnect from um, all of the noise and the things that are going on in the world. And so when you can get still and you can ask yourself questions about, um, you know, what is it you're supposed to be doing next? What are the things that are make me the most joyful? And that's when you'll hear the most impactful answers and, they, um, and the things that will make the biggest difference. And then the other thing along with that is spending time alone is to turn off the news or unfollow certain accounts. I mean, I know this could be controversial to some people, but I... I do not like to follow the news. I do not like to follow politics. I do not think that that getting involved and so emotionally entrenched in in all the things that are happening makes me a better person. I do not think that that is what's going to have my life have the biggest impact because then I just get emotional and I get overwhelmed and I don't do anything. And we can't all do we can't all do it all. And I think the fear there is like, oh, well, I'm going to be ignorant or I'm going to not know what's going on in the world. I mean, first of all, you will. You'll hear stuff that's going on. You can choose certain news sources if you want. But back to the like the donor fatigue or the cause fatigue, if you are listening to this constant stream, you are just going to be overwhelmed. And and I think that when you're not as worried about all those different things. You can be focused on transforming your own life because 
it is easy to look outside of ourselves and be like, oh my gosh, this is so horrible. Like someone just shot up this whole school. Like how are people so angry? How are people so um, hurt? Like how is there so much pain? And to see these others as these ex- these extreme examples of um, of people that like need saving and need fixing and healing because we're looking at it on a scale of like who's worse and who's better. And then in our minds, we think we're doing like the self-righteous um, thing by calling that out. And it feels, we feel better about it because we're like, I would never do something like that. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine doing that. And yet I will get on the freeway and someone will cut me off or whatever. And I will, this like rage will boil up in me that I, I'm honestly very disturbed by. I'll be like, where did that come from? And that alone tells me that I have things in my own life to work on. And I, I need to get rid of that because that's where, I mean, where do these bigger issues stem from? Like it's all from people's pain and brokenness. And so if I'm not taking ownership and responsibility of my own stuff, um, in my own life, then no one else will. Like no one's going to help do that. I mean, I think by following people who are doing good things and I can choose to fill myself with people who are um, making a difference or I mean, I'm trying to think of the right way to say that, but um, or spreading messages of like love and light and healing. Like I can gain things from that, but I'm the one that has to seek those out or seek out counseling or whatever it might be um, to to help ensure my own like wholeness and healthiness in this life. So that has been something that's been really helpful for me is to just give myself permission to turn off a little bit and to not engage fully in every single thing that's happening in the world. And then the third thing is to chase your joy. So when is it that you feel the most healthy and whole and completely alive? And what are you doing in those moments? Like who are you, who are you with or what are you doing? What's around you? Um, and then just keep doing those things like follow, um, I think it's Liz Gilbert who, yeah, she talks about, um, it's not just about like finding your purpose and this all consuming passionate thing, but to chase your curiosity, like just like look for little things that, that fill you up or that light you up or like, Oh, I, you know, I really would love to take this ballet class, or I've always wanted to learn how to, to speak French, or I, I really love watercolor. Like those things have, might have nothing to do with a bigger picture of, of your life, but, or as far as like your purpose goes, but there's a reason why that, that, that is in your heart and in your mind. And so I think by doing, saying yes to all those things, sometimes those little breadcrumbs don't lead to anywhere. And it was just a joyful activity or certain thing. And then other times they could lead to opportunities or people that you meet or the most amazing things that unfold into this, this beautiful story and purpose for your life. So I, I just want to encourage anyone who's listening that it's okay to chase your joy and to fully enjoy this life. Um, and that I don't believe that we are here to live a life of, of utter sacrifice and, um, and pain in order to help other people. I don't think that that is how we are going to change the world. And I, yeah, I just think that that's been something that has been really helpful and healing to me, but also to be honest, has been something that I've had to wrestle through a lot too. And, um, I, I love dialoguing about it with other people because I think it's, um, can be not a controversial topic, but just a, um, yeah, an, a nuanced topic that uh, has a lot to it. So 
curious to hear what your thoughts might be. I hope that this was helpful in some way, shape, or form. And I hope that you're having a most wonderful week. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but I woke up to rain this morning. I'm recording later than normal. I meant to do this yesterday. (laughs) This week has actually been a little bit more full of my paid jobs um, than normal. So I've had to spend more time on that, but um, it was nice and cozy this morning. And so I'm thankful to be in my cozy room recording in the rain. And I hope that you have the most wonderful and beautiful rest of your day and weekends. Bye, friends.